Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show, presented by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm CryptoZoo. This is episode 85. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have been enjoying the show. And a great way that you can show that you have been liking the Steve and Crypto Show so far is by heading over to our Buy Me a Coffee page, buymecoffee.com slash Crypto. And you can also head over to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash stevecrypto. We just uploaded a uh, some audio and gave you guys first dibs on a new video that we unboxed that uh, the Horror Pack June uh, subscription box that we were talking about prior. So head over there, get on board, uh, pledge whatever you can monthly and get first dibs on a lot of cool shit and what are other ways to support us well real quick um i, I just wanted to add yeah thank you to horror pack for sending that our way uh we we have some well we had some great selections that were in there so um which we'll know, talk about soon for sure yep we definitely will but i just wanted to add you know quick thanks to them and everybody go check out horror pack they got uh, a discount code too Good thing you brought that up. Use Steve and Crypto, and you'll get five bucks off your first uh, horror pack, pack, box, pack, subscription pack, box thing. Yeah. Yeah. Your horror pack, box, pack, 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 collection, subscription collection box box. thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, you could follow us on social media too. Where are we at? (laughs) Uh, The Steve Strout Crypto Zoo 88. Be sure to also check out our Facebook page. Uh, we, well, you can find us at the Steve Crypto Show. Um, we encourage all of you listening to become a part of it. You know, like I want to see things you're working on. We want to see projects, uh, you know, books, albums, maybe a script for a play, you know, whatever. We want to see it. If it's like spooky related or pop culture related, we want to check it out, you know, and we might even want to talk to you on the show for a little bit. So, um, you know, in, in, you're encouraged to include your own material. Also, if you have any friends that are artistic, I'm sure you do. Um, please, you know, send them our way, send them to the, the uh, group page and just tell them to be a part of the, the madness at the Stephen Crypto Show Facebook group. The madness. Yeah, whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> a comic, making a movie, writing a book, doing art, something that falls under the pop culture and horror umbrella, just get in there, share it with with all your new friends, share it with us, and like he said, we might want to have you come on. Um, another really, really important way you could help us is by rating and reviewing the Stephen Crypto Show. Um, not every podcast platform allows you to do that. I know Spotify will let you rate the show. 
and on Podchaser and on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a nice review. So do that. It helps us move up rankings. It helps us get noticed better. You can leave me reviews too. We prefer the nice ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nice reviews. Don't leave me in reviews. Yeah, yeah. We, not uh, that we've given you any reason to, unless you're not a fan of dinosaurs eating boogers. But we've kind of stayed away from that guy for a while. <laughs> we've distanced ourselves. We're doing like, our best for like two episodes now. We've distanced ourselves. Yeah, I think it's because Don't we've you had see really. How much we've grown. I think it's because we've had really fucking awesome guests including this week um like you mentioned projects that you're working on uh, our guest this week we'll introduce in a few minutes but uh he's part of a project that that's been kind of building up within the community and people have been getting hyped for he's a actor from rob zombie's monsters movie which he's been releasing little bits and pieces over time and uh but we'll intro him in a minute uh merch merch spot is our etsy store you can go to etsy slash shop slash steve and crypto merch we have two t-shirt designs we got an awesome mug i was gonna say coffee mug but you know the drill so whatever you want mug yeah 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 it you know it kind of looks like a coffee mug but it's just a magical mug and we also have really cool magnets there too um they look really nice on a fridge i i have one on my fridge of course so you should have one on your fridge. And um, you can contact Steve directly for a trucker hat if you are looking for something for your head. Or pins. We got pins now. Yep. We have pins. We have stickers. Um, we have some horror trivia for this episode. But when it comes to the trivia, you can go listen to the previous episodes, whatever you want. If you go and, and listen to the last probably dozen episodes or so, they all have horror trivia. And so if you uh, if you know the answer to one of them, just send it our way. Yeah, and we'll send you stickers and maybe a little something extra. Um, so, yeah, our guests, we kind of mentioned we've been teasing it and if people follow us on social media like they should um i announced recently that this week's guest we, we i think we mentioned it before and it's no we surprise spilled the beans. we spilled we the beans because they twisted our arms so bad they did, they did like the you know the four people that listen they're like we want to know who is it please tell <laughs> us yeah but yeah. Uh, there was a little delay uh putting the episode out because stuff and things and Lots of editing and stuff took place. Um, and just be forewarned that there might be a couple little audio glitches throughout the interview, but nothing bad. Like, it's a great freaking interview with a great dude. We had the actor Daniel Roebuck, who has been in, he has over 250 credits. He's been in, I feel like there's more, but uh, yeah. He's been in a ton of Rob Zombie stuff. He's been in some of his music videos, and he is about to be in the Monsters movie that Rob Zombie did. Uh, he's going to be Grandpa Monster, so it's we have like a bona fide star on our hands on this episode. Yep. Um, before we get into interviews, I want to 
do want to mention like today they just announced that the monsters is coming to netflix which is really exciting i was just um, about to say that yeah and that uh so this is all be around halloween time we're getting the wednesday show we're getting the monsters we're getting halloween ends hocus which, pocus 2 hocus pocus 2 so this is gonna be a good fucking halloween season for new new movies um yeah. so we're gonna have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks and probably next week we're going to talk more about all this because we have we'll have a fun show next week too. Actually, that's the good thing about our show, really. It's like the more that's going on in in pop culture and Hollywood and the right. horror community, like there's more content for us to talk about with all of you. The more you got to listen to our bullshit. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> along with that, uh, we'll definitely talk more about that next week. But. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Damon De La Greca from the Slasher app. He's the man who put the Slasher horror uh, social media app together. And he'd tell us a little bit about why and how he started that and uh, some new new stuff, updates and stuff that are coming. So that's cool. So next week will be fun. We're going to talk about a lot of news and talk with, with Damon about the Slasher app. Hopefully you guys are on there. Um, I'm on there. Um, the Steve Strout, just like everywhere else, you know, you can find me on there. I'm not sure if crypto's on there yet. I am not yet. I should get look on into there. that. Yeah, yeah I should look into. There's so many apps, man. There's like you need to have all. God, there's like an app for everything, dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's so an app many, yeah. and you know, we just have so many apps and streaming selections and different things. It's you know, you kind of get caught up in in like one thing and you forget about what else you have to watch or you know yeah i mean okay. I, I to be honest like i i love shutter and i need to use it more that's kind of what i'm saying is like i i pay for shutter but i don't get to use it as much as i would like to because i have little kids around you need to be like can't. sit down and watch his kids watch the scary clown saw the lady in half by her vagina or something you know what i mean <laughs> did you <laughs> That's another movie that's coming in I the next love year or so. That I'm looking so forward fun. to part two. And yeah, our friend, we've been waiting. Our friend Felissa Rose is going to be in it. So yep. that's exciting. Maybe we'll get her to come and talk to us about it once it's no time. Maybe we'll cool. get, you know what? Maybe we can get Art the Clown to come and talk to us because he's, I mean, he's a chatty guy. Can't you tell? Like He'd yeah. have a lot to say. As long as he don't come and saw you by your vagina, we'll be okay. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, enough crazy talk. We actually have a a, a great, respectable uh, guest on here today. He's yeah, here. You are talking about sawn vaginas, and yeah. And then it's like talk to this great man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's to, he's to a any good ladies dude. listening. We we you know we're we're being respectful. You if, you probably uh they probably know, seen terrifying. You know so the movie. You know yeah, the flick. That's crazy. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, Daniel Roebuck, the actor, he's been in a ton of things, and particularly the new Monsters movie, he's Grandpa, and he is here to talk to us, so let's go ahead and get to that interview, and after the interview, we'll have some trivia. On the count of three, two, one. Hey, I'm Lee. And I'm Brittany. We're the two crazies from Night of the Horrorphile. A horror movie podcast with new episodes every Monday. And today you are listening to the, the Steve, Steve and Crypto, Crypto Show. Show. 
<laughs> was that good? Was was I too corny? Shut up. Hey, we are on the Steven Crypto Show with a very special guest. We have an award-winning actor, director, a collector, a monster kid, and all-around nice guy who we are going to see soon, hopefully, as Grandpa Monster and Rob Zombie's The Monsters Movie. Meet Daniel Roebuck. How you doing, hey, there, Danny? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here, Steve, and Crypto. Thank you. Exciting. It's definitely exciting for us because you know crypto is a big Rob Zombie guy. I love zombies work, but crypto is like big time zombie. And I'm I'm older, so I'm monsters all day. Well, me too. I mean, I, I used to watch the monsters reruns at my grandparents' house when I'd go there for the summer in the Oregon coast, you know, and like they they had certain channels that I didn't have, and, and oh, right. the monsters just seemed to be one of those shows that I latched on to from watching at their plate right right it still holds up today 100 percent. 100 so um you have over 250 film and tv credits um do you so i mean you played many many roles uh do you ever do you ever have a uh, i'm gonna start off with a silly question sorry uh do you ever have somebody come up and ask you a question about hey you did this role and then you totally forgot that you did it like, did yeah. I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think I may have crossed some kind of some kind of line. There's, you know, the the line between um, your memory, your age, your resume. Uh, it's 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 like you. There is a line that you could cross that you can't retrieve everything. Right. I can remember crew more than I can remember. I mean, I. I was sitting in a restaurant a few years ago and across from me was a guy and I said, um, I know you. And he said, you, I can't believe that you would remember me. We have met before. I looked at him and I said, you worked on a crew of something. He said, I don't know how you could remember that. We worked for two days and I stared at him and I said, you were one of the camera guys on the late shift. And he was like, what? How did you remember <laughs> But, you know, you, you look at the camera guy. That's who you're looking at. You're looking at the guy watching you pulling focus while you're pretending he's not there. Um, so, yeah, I, I do sometimes forget I did stuff. But, uh, you know, then, I, then I'm, I'm reminded. Uh, the big stuff, obviously, I don't forget. But, you know, I've been in a lot of TV shows. So some of them you're in for 10 days and some of them you're in for one day. Right, right. I mean, as long as you remember what you're doing right now, I guess that's what's most important in, in show yes, business. And right now, right now, I'm cooking dinner. Wait, who are you two? What are you doing in my? <laughs> do you, yeah, how do you get in here? Yeah, how'd you get in my <laughs> computer screen? Oh, so obviously, right off the bat, we uh, asked you a goofy question because we we were passionate about what we do on the show. We love our horror. We love movies and this and that, but we try to be silly sometimes. So. Well, Feel it's free. All fine. You know, it's funny when you're a character guy, people say weird stuff to you all the time. I'm sure they don't say to George Clooney weird stuff say to me or other guys who do what I do. And you take a lot of it. Uh, you accept a lot of it. The first thing you have to do is realize that they're sometimes nervous. Uh, so they want to say nervous things or some, or they say nervous things that don't like you. You look so heavy in person or and you, you think, well, if you would think about that you wouldn't 
that conversation with another person. Um, you know, I, I can I can take a lot. Uh, I can take a lot. We're not again. I have to. You know, someone will say the the big thing is they say, uh, um, you know, oh, I see in all those little parts on TV, and you know, you're like, <laughs> those are guest stars. Uh-huh. And uh, they're very difficult to get. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I get them because I'm good at what I do. But thank you for watching. <laughs> little parts. It's like I've been working all my whole life at my craft for those yeah. little parts. So thanks. it's just, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, I, no, nobody. I, I would say people don't want to be cruel, but then, you know, lately uh, with this monsters thing, I've seen this weird kind of a thing I don't understand just because I do try to live a life without too much guile. I don't understand the terrible things people say. But you yeah. said it earlier. You're right. They think they're the first ones to make the comment or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, Rob's been very coy about in the Munsters announcing who's, you know, Eddie or who's Marilyn. That's the question. It always comes up. Where's Eddie or Marilyn? It's kind of suck. Where, who, when they were a kid, went, oh, God, I wonder which Marilyn episode it is today. Right. You know, and Butch is my friend, but he would know that, you know, when you watch the Munsters, you you know, Eddie was there too, and that was great. We were watching Fred and Al yell at each other. That's what the whole show was about. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Now I'm gonna ask you a very sarcastic question. How oh, does gosh, it feel? I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> How does it feel to be the only one in the teaser trailer to actually speak? Oh, yeah, that's funny. Well, I just <laughs> that was only by nature that I had the funny line. Well, now what? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's this, this Munsters movie is a group effort. I may have had the only line in the trailer, but, you know, Rob and Sherry are going to impress everybody when they watch, when you watch the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's all fun and good and how we do it, you know? Right. So uh, you mentioned Rob, how, how did this relationship with Rob happen? Like you've been in, a ton of his work so how how did you yeah it's so interesting i uh i met him first at a place called kitcraft which is a uh i like this you two drink for you guys you can't see this because uh we're on a, a, a zoom call and you can't <laughs> see but they literally drink at the same time when one drinks the other one drinks synchronized it's a little, it's a little, it's a little we, freakish we, we send each other signals to yeah. drink now yeah drink. must drink yeah. must drink <laughs> uh, very strange. They're in two different places, and they drink at the same time. Anyway, uh, I met Rob at Kitcraft briefly, and then uh, a few years later, maybe a year or two later, I was at a uh, uh, I was at a screening of an Elvira movie with Kevin Burns, who's the number one monster selector in the world. And uh, at the screening of Elvira Tate Hills, uh, he was there, and I went over and I said hello, and he said, "Oh, I was just going to come say hi to you." And that's how we really met. He's a very good person. I want to tell you something else about him. He's a great artist. He's a great artist. I don't care if you like his music or don't like his music. If you like his movies, don't like his movies. I'm telling you, you're watching an artist at work. You're watching a guy with pinpoint precision. Uh, they used to say about Walt Disney, and they're not unlike each other, by the way. Uh, forget the content is different, but you know, they're they're two guys whose name has come to stand for something other than their name, right? Uh, and uh, they say of Walt, because I read a lot about Walt Disney, I'm quite a fan of the guys. They say that he could look in any frame of any piece of film of anything, 
he could say, hang a weenie over there. I think that was his term, meaning something missing on this part of the frame or there's something missing part of the scene. And he was a, an innate story and an innate visual uh, artist. So it wasn't just about filling the frame. It was in this second, something should be there so that your eye, you go to Disneyland and you see all that, all those rides that existed from before him. And it's quite extraordinary to see how deep and rich they are when you watch them. Anyway, that's exactly how Rob is. He's, he can look at a frame and go, something's missing. And then he figures out what it is. All right. So um, I guess since we're talking Rob, we should talk what well, we can talk about the monsters. Uh, did, did you have to audition for this or did he approach you and say, you're the man? Um, well, I'm happy to say in my life, I don't, I'm at a point where let's say 75% of the good work that I get to do does come to me. Right. Um, by nature of, of having done something or whatever. Um, so, you no, know, he called one day and asked if I would consider the part, uh, you know, you know, I remember saying, if you're, if you're pranking me, uh, this would be the cruelest prank you could play on any human being. Did it, did it take any extra convincing to get you to accept like the iconic role of grandpa no, being, no. no, you were just on it. Just, yeah. No, it's what, you know, in the first place, it's what we do. We're actors in the second place. Um, I mean, I've been very forthright with the totality of my love and appreciation of the monsters from a very early age. Plus, you know, I was a clown magician named the count when I was 12 years old. He told me, you know, I'm playing a funny, funny vampire. He goes, you know, and in the script, his name is the count, not grandpa. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, you guys, you couldn't pull that out. That was, that's exactly what I thought about when I was, when I was 12 years old. Like to be a funny vampire, I'm going to show you something. Hold so on you, one second. So you'd been preparing for since you were a kid. You've been ready. Yeah. I've been. I mean, look at this. You. Oh yeah, there you are. Little, oh, that's neat. Looks like a little <laughs> mini grandpa, or even even well, got just a little a, little mini gourd of all thing going there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry about the glare. That's oh, all right. Good. You know, you guys, I'm showing them a picture of me at 12 and my Dracula clown makeup and me as uh, grandpa uh, uh, the count and the absurdity that um, you know <laughs> that that 45 years later I'm living that dream so um, I, I think that it was you know it's good that Rob wanted me to play the part I don't I you know he's he knows how I am on a set in the first place I don't complain about anything I love to work right in the second place um, you know since he's a fan of what I who was, as he's a fan of Jeff's and Cherry's, he knew what I was capable of. And then when it came to taking over a role, how Lewis had originated, um, you, you, everybody must remember that these are characters, these are not people. When I played Jay Leno, I played Jay Leno. I played Gary Marshall, I played Gary Marshall. Yeah. In Soaked in Bleach, when I played Tom Grant, I played Tom Grant. I play him so well that after Soaked in Bleach, my father says, there was a point where I started thinking you might be that other guy. <laughs> uh, because it kept cutting between me young and him old um, and he's my father so that's good acting but what I'm telling you is uh, Al Lewis played grandpa and and then uh, Howard Morton played grandpa then Robert Morris played grandpa and Sandy Barron played grandpa and now I'm playing grandpa so you know I, I certainly come come to it 
with the same kind of like size and shape exactly that Al Lewis brought to it. I'm from the same part of the world. Let's say if you carved a 300 degree circle around that part of uh, Northeast America from the same place. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it just seems natural. If I could play Gary Marshall, I'd play Al Lewis, Grandpa. But I'm not playing Al Lewis, I'm playing Grandpa. Right, right. So um, that makeup, was it a, a long process or? Yes, it was about two and a half hours, three hours plus the wig. Um, uh, not one moment of it did I hate. I loved every moment of it. The first place I had uh, two great makeup artists. One was what they told me, the greatest prosthetic uh, application artist in, uh, in Budapest, in Hungary. And so she ended up with me. And then her assistant was, they're both named Rita. And they were beautiful ladies and they had beautiful spirits and they were gracious, happy people. And that's good because, you know, when you meet them, 3.30 in the morning. You and right. them, Jeff, Jeff had his two, them over there. Uh, and uh, that's who it was. And then, and then Sherry would come in just a little bit later. She'd have a little later call because she didn't have to, they didn't have to glue down any of the rubber, but her makeup is still very, you know, time. Yeah. Did, uh, do you, do you kind of approach a role the same in, you know, in makeup and prosthetics as you would, like, do you have to mentally prepare yourself differently? Well, the joy is you see yourself differently. You know, right. you're in your trailer. And, you know, uh, when when I put the makeup on for the very first time, I asked Rob, and he was very gracious to say no problem. I asked if I could um, have the makeup on and then a half hour, an hour in a room alone with a mirror. Uh, and he knew what I, I had to do. Like, I had to kind of see how it worked. But I, yep. what I would have to do, you like, yeah. Um, like, I had to work it all. Uh, and that that worked out great. And then that helped me get my mind around the next few uh, weeks as I was thinking about the the character. Well, we uh, we definitely have faith in you and and you playing the character. And I got to say, it's it's nice when people like yourself get together with someone like Rob, who you know has many years in the horror genre, um, and he's such a fan that people like us are you know we believe in him you know like there are other people out there that plenty of people have made a horror film before but when you hear that they're really invested in it that they grew up on this stuff like we did it just kind of gives you a little bit more hope for it you know so i i mean i know a whole lot hasn't been released for the film but what you guys have put out there is is looking real good and and it's just making us really excited for more I can't wait to see the finished product. If you look at if you go look at the totality of the photos he's put out, you see the depth of the art direction in the movie. And he's not the art director, but he's the director and the A very talented uh, art director. And you've you've only seen pieces, snippets, little this, a little piece of this scene, a little piece of that scene. Oh my goodness! Wait, do you see the whole whole yeah. movie? I mean. It'll 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 blow your your mind because in totality it's perfection. It's like think I mean you know we're still making it until we're done making it, but you know everything that I've seen shot and all the sets that I was on and it's just going to be great. And 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 it's going to be bigger. Look, 
you know, the Munster scary Christmas uh, and uh, let's say the, the Munsters, um, you know, the, here come the Munsters. Look, I was on the set. Of, that to oh. me, in front of the, here come the Munster set. Bob Burns and the white. Um, so, like, they did the best they could, but they, you know, they didn't give them a budget to rebuild the house. They couldn't use the house. So that was a, on a street in Culver City. Um, so, you know, we have the house right. And, and none of these TV movies, like when you watch them, I feel bad for the Monster Scary Christmas. They filmed it in Australia for whatever tax purpose that they do these kinds of things. And you can see that the sets are done. It's like Batman. They were black draped. So they put you, and then there was a black drape up to the top. And nobody put time or effort or, or the money into it that it requires to make something look not identical to the other show, but to have the depth required like the other show had depth of reality. It's got to uh, portray that that world, not just a little piece of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and the surprises that are coming at you, you have no idea. Yeah, I mean, we got word a while ago that uh, that Butch Patrick was involved. So just, just knowing that he's part of it too is, you know, that's pretty exciting. And um, yeah, I'm just stoked to see the finished product. Yeah, Butch is a great, a great guy and a great link. And he put, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, other, uh, like having the characters, like having Zombo we know is in it, having uh, Lester in it, having Uncle Gilbert in it. Like, come on, it's so these, genius. He just pulling it, pulling out all the stops, yeah. bringing in all and, the secondary characters and everything. It's cool. I can tell you in like, you see Uncle Gilbert, I think in, like the last scene of the Munster Scary Christmas or Here Come the Munsters, there's some party scene and they put somebody in a creature mask in the back or whatever. Right. Like nobody, you know, already the attention to detail has superseded what everything that's come for it. Right. Um, but, you know, we each have a, we each have a different version of the Munsters to play, like Howard Morton, who played grandpa in uh, Munsters today. He's a very great actor, passed away way too soon. But, you know, his grandpa was different completely than Al. Was yeah. Just like John Shucks was completely different than Fred Wynn. But yeah. they were working in a different medium. They were doing a three-camera broad comedy. So the medium was different. And so their performances had to be different, you know? Right. Yeah. So old school Monsters fans, people who grew up on it, how, oh, okay. do, you, how do you think they're going to they're gonna, uh, feel about this? Think they're gonna be into it? 100%. Well, I mean, if you're, what are you a fan of? Are you a fan of the idea of the monsters, or are you a fan of Fred Gwynn, Al Lewis, and Evander Carlo? And can you be both? I'm both. I watched all the other monster movies with yep. great and admiration. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, and 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 even they, you know, you could if you watch the Reve Monsters Revenge, you could see that both Fred and Al are older and Yvonne is older. I'm talking about the TV movie they did in the 80s. That was only 15 years or 14 years after the series. And, uh, you know, everybody's a little older. It's a little different than it was. Like if we made the Munsters movie now and, and they were all still alive, I don't know that it would have the, you know, the energy. Um, I hope people love it, but look, you know, it's this great. This is the great thing about it. Who cares? Like. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what to tell yeah. you. You know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where we, you, 
the, you, I saw it happen. Now, now I viewed it. If he didn't put a recreation of the opening into the trailer, people would say, man, he can't even recreate the opening. Yeah. So we put it in and they go, man, <laughs> these actors are terrible. Now, I, I've been a director 50 years old. I mean, I directed the first thing when I was six years old. I'm telling you, I have a little experience with acting. And if people watch the movies I make, the plays I direct, I think they go, boy, you know, Robot's right. He's got a good, I don't know who these super geniuses are that can watch three people walking out of a door and say they're bad actors. What does yeah. that even mean? They're just, they, they decided right there that they're, they're just people out there that just have that goal to just, excuse my language, just shit on stuff. Yeah, they already want to hate it. You know, like that's yeah. that's just their their vibe with anything new that comes out. Like, oh, it's not going to be good. It's not going to live up to the original or whatever, you know. And it, it doesn't necessarily need to live up to the original. This is Rob's it's vision. Thing. It's a different this thing. This is Rob's yeah. vision. Yes. And what I was saying was the original doesn't go away. He, it's not like whatever day Rob Zombies, you know, watch the original Monsters now because the day our movie comes out, they go away forever. Gone, yeah. And then you're yeah. screwed. No, they're they're there. Here come the Monsters is there. Monsters Revenge is there. Monsters Scary Christmas is there. They're all still there. So anyway, what we're really talking about, which is bigger than this, and this is something that, you know, I think it's good to have open discussion about. The real question is not, will they hate the monsters? The real question is, why do we hate anything? Like what, what's happened in our society that our opinion we feel is immediately valuable and necessary? That's right. the real thing. Why do people think it's necessary to share your opinion immediately uh, and, and vehemently? And we notice this, look, I make faith-based movies, family movies. The, 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 you know, you don't laugh at me. You know, the, there, is there a devil? Yeah, maybe. And if you're going to tell me there's not, I'm going to say, then I don't know why what you would think are perfectly nice people would, would go on and just say negative things about something they don't even, you know, I don't even know what, what you know, they're, they're always like, you should make a movie like this, you know, well, what, guess what? It's my movie. Yeah. I made it up. Yeah. What? You, oh, you should make a movie about this. No, you should make it. Good you luck with it. that. Because yeah. making a movie is harder than almost anything that you can think of when you're not a multi-billionaire. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I think we, we all have to take a deep breath. You know, the events of the last few months or years have gotten everybody so tense and divided. Instead of deciding we're going to now divide, our tribes are going to be, I love Rob Zombie Monsters and uh, I only love the original monsters. Let's have just no tribe where everybody just loves the monsters. I love monsters. Yeah. Why, why, why is there anything other than that that's important to anybody? Well, uh, social media has really changed a lot of things. There's, you know, as we know, there's pros and cons to it. And uh, it's given everybody a voice and a lot of people choose it, choose to use it to be negative and about things that they haven't even seen yet. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 right about all of that. Uh, I don't know that it's going to change. I think when you know we've crossed over some line where people scream in each other's faces. You know, I'm I'm seeing an open attack on Christianity now. Uh, there's never, by the way, an open attack on on any other religion, just Christianity. 
Uh, you're, you don't attack any other religion ever, but Christians and Catholics are, are you know, especially lately, they're the, they're the villains, whatever this life saga is. And the, 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 you know, the deal is I, I have a reason to live. I wake up in them. I have a reason to create and I have a reason to love and I have a reason to give. And when two guys like you, who I don't know, say, can you help us and be on our podcast? I don't have a reason to not help you. You know what I mean? Because I'm part of my, my facility as a human being is to be of service to others. And when we get up in the morning and first thing we think of is who can we douche first? You're not being of service. You're being of disservice. And if you don't believe in God, I guess it's easy to do that because you think there's no repercussion for what you do, but you also, you've made yourself some kind of God and you don't have any empathy for what you're saying, how you're saying it, how it might harm people who look at it, how it might harm the subject of your evil, who's, yeah. who's paying attention. Luckily, yeah. actors are, you know, trained to not listen to anything bad and only listen to good stuff. <laughs> we don't, we don't not listen. We look at it all, but but that's what okay so i'm totally off topic but, but, <laughs> you know whether you like horror movies or nascar or any anything anything you yeah. know uh watching the handmaid's tale whatever whatever you like why must every why must everyone agree with you when it doesn't really matter because yeah. you're you know we are not gods on this we are we are here of service yeah well, that 100 percent. that's a good way to it's a good way to look at it for sure um so, uh, I totally, I totally, you know, talk about a conversation. <laughs> I know. I'm like, all right, where am I going I, now? Oh. I know. I, I wanted to just throw this in real quick, and it's not really related to anything, but I listened to a podcast earlier that you were featured on, and, um, you know, you were just talking about, as, as you kind of just mentioned briefly, uh, just kind of helping other people and paying it forward, you know, to, to like, you didn't necessarily have help, you know, when you were in your early 20s and, and you know, doing plays and things like that. So, you, I, you know, you were saying that you like to just help other people in, in need. And, and I really appreciate that. We thank you. And, and thank you for oh, being a part of this show. Aren't you nice to say that I did, you know, I did. So I did not have mentors. Like I had mentors in the theater in Pennsylvania, but when I moved out here, everybody's still busy. Nobody was like, Hey kid, listen to me. Don't go do anything at that theater. That the theater's a joke. And, or that acting teacher, he's a, you know, he's a pet. Don't go anywhere near. Nobody tells you that stuff. But, um, you know, uh, I've gone out of my way to kind of help direct people. But here's an interesting thing, you guys. Imagine this. I, I mentored hundreds of actors. And um, I check in with many of them. And I say, how's it going? And they go, nah, nothing. Nah. I go, well, did you do any of that stuff we talked about? And they go, eh, no, no, no. You know, they're just sitting around and smoking bowls and waiting for something to happen. And that's not really how things happen. You know, we have to be. We have to be self-creative uh, and we have to be, um, you, you know, you, you can't go through, you can't find success if you're not looking. Yeah. You know? Really, you got to make, you got to create your own, uh, your own lane. Your, your own, own lane. lane. I think that's yeah. a good way to say it. Caleb, yeah. very good. Like, I, please, I invite people to go to a channel of I think you guys said you'd finally put it in, in some link or something. But at channelpeace.org, you can kind of see how I'm making the kind of movies I'm making. And my biggest goal is to make something that entertains you. By the way, Rob Zombie's biggest goal is to make something that entertains you. Yeah. 
And if it don't entertain you, if it don't entertain you, change the channel. channel. Don't don't go give nobody a hard time. Don't. And somebody out there is liking it. Somebody's entertained by what you're doing. There's millions of people. I'm telling you, when it comes out, millions will love it. I'll be doing conventions for years, meeting very nice people. We'll say they love it. And every now and again, someone will say, I just hated the movie. And I say, oh, well, I'm sorry. That's too bad. I have Matlock photos here. Like, I don't really, you know, like, (laughs) not that that's my life, but I'm just saying, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, yeah, we all did the best we could do. Yeah. yeah. So luckily, luckily, you've done enough stuff that uh, somebody could find a photo on your table that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I actually like that one. Yeah. Didn't like yeah. This, so, I like it's that. so it's so funny. You know, this is kind of new for me. These uh, these conventions. I used to go like I go to them and I'd say just put a table there with my name on it and then I'll sign everything for people. Because as a fan, I didn't I didn't I didn't get my head around how do I how as a fan do I take money from other fans for signing right. So, um, you know, now that I have a not-for-profit, and it is a not-for-profit, right. I take all the money and I put it in the movies and I don't pay myself yet anyway. Um, you know, this is going to help make those things a reality. So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And by the way, you know, I, I love meeting people. My father once said to me, he goes, you know, you're really lucky. because you really like meeting people, talking to people, connecting with strangers. He said, and he said, and God gave you this thing that makes people want to talk to you. Uh, and it is true, isn't it? I, I mean, yeah. here, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But strangers, you know what I mean? So there's always something to meet. And I don't, when I meet people who don't, who aren't actors, I don't say, I'm an, I say, what do you do? Oh, how's that? How's that? Going? What's going on? Okay, good. You know, yeah. and, and without, without intentionally doing it, it kind of like uh, crypto says, it's part of you creating your lane because just being a good guy, a good person that, that appeals to people, even if I'd never seen anything you've done and we had this conversation, I was like, that's a really nice guy. I'm going to go check out his work. You know? Exactly. So it's, yeah. I don't, I don't know why it's important to me. Um, I have one friend who says, you know, you just have to you know, like, like that. That's like, it's some negative. He turns into a negative that I have a need to be liked. Um, really, I have a need to connect. I like to connect. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that's, that served me well in my field because I'm a very good reader of moments, of people, of situations. And, uh, you know, I'm, I can kind of be in a room auditioning, let's say, in those days when I did, and uh, more, more often than not, right? And I could kind of gauge how it was going, like within the, the context of the thing, and I could maybe change it up or switch it up something different um so you know i i've been given the gift for razzle and dazzle you know i can <laughs> i can i like in the room my favorite stuff to do is when they change it and they go do you want to take 10 minutes you know no you know like because that's what we do on sets you know the director come up and go dan dan sorry you're you know you're giving me apple juice i need orange juice and some actors be like well I, 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 I. Yeah. and i'm like orange juice coming up check it out here it comes like i don't need to argue we were doing a uh do you guys watch criminal minds i I have caught a little bit here and there yeah it's it's hard to like mandy patankin at some point was like i can't do the show anymore it's freaking me out (laughs) when the guy who they wrote the show for can't do it uh you know that it's some crazy stuff but yeah i'm doing a criminal minds episode i'm playing a horrible human man who kidnaps little girls and then impregnates them when they're children and then makes them have children and i mean it's crazy oh, horrible horrible by the way another part they just called and said 
uh, are you available next week to do Criminal Minds? And, you know, you're like, well, I must be a very good actor. <laughs> criminal Minds. And then I sat down at the wreath and I was like, oh my God, what did you think of me? But the casting director said, we thought of you because you're the last guy we would think of as this character. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that kind of oh, makes anyway, sense. Yeah. yeah. At the end of, uh, we're doing on the last day or one of the last days, my wife was there, Tammy. And, um, you know, there's this scene where I insist that I won't tell them where the other children are unless they let me, they catch us, catch me. And unless they let me say goodbye to this girl, I won't save the lives of the other girls. Right. So they make this deal with the double me. And, uh, and I'm, I'm in there telling the girl, you know, going on and on. And my wife says she's sitting next to the director, this talented lady. And she said the director was like, <laughs> like wiping away a tear. <laughs> and then after the scene, the director goes, Hot. She comes up and she says, she says, Dan, uh, Dan, ah, oh, that was really something good, you know. But um, Dan, I don't and she and I and then I had the epiphany. I was like, earn the bullet. She goes, earn the bullet. Because the next thing that was going to happen to me was I was going to walk around a corner and the mother of the girl was going to shoot me dead. So I needed to, I needed to earn the, you know, like <laughs> give the audience a reason to be happy that I'm dead, right, not right. sad. Anyway, add a little bit more rage to it or something. Yeah, have a little bit more, you know, whatever that thing is. And then, so then you got to go, that's apple juice, here's orange juice. And the, you, the orange juice is earn the bullet. And you couldn't, you couldn't train an actor for a lifetime of acting class for them to know what I knew in that moment, how to do that, to give her exactly what she wanted. That could only come with experience. That could right. only come with the, the breadth and depth and vastness of what I've been blessed to achieve up to this point, or I wouldn't have understood how to do that. Right. You just explained why they chose you for the role, because you have so much experience under your belt, you know, and they knew that you would be the right guy for it. Well, I guess so. Yes, thank you. <laughs> as long as they didn't say like <laughs> you, you look like the type, then that yeah, would have been bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were you looking like at the, the Megan's Law. We, well, we noticed that when we looked at the Megan's Law website, every other guy looked like you. Like, thank God it wasn't oh, that. Yeah. Part of you is probably still like, could you at least tell me about the role before the reading, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. What do you do? Have you been offered any roles that were a little too uh, off the deep end, I guess, that you had to kind of pass on? You don't have to say anything in particular. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The only time that a role came up that I didn't audition for, it was a role in a movie where the character raped a nun. And I just couldn't. I just wouldn't. I couldn't. It was that kind of stuff. That's um, what's the difference between a nun and a little girl. I don't don't know. Let's let's just say in my personal life, your, you know, your narrator's life, um, the sisters were key to my success. Right. To uh, helping me, um, they were just very special to me. This last movie I made, The Hail Mary, is my gift back to them, celebrating religious sisters. So uh, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was like I don't care what the money was; it didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned the last movie you just did. Was that through your uh, production company that you run with with Tammy? Yes, uh, a channel of peace dot uh, org. At a channel of peace, we made uh, through the not for profit. We made two movies. We were gonna would have only been one, but COVID came, and then this miracle happened. 
I couldn't make the big football movie. So, you know, I could only take the government kind of telling me what to do for a few weeks. And I was like, that's it, I've had it, I've had it, I've had it. So I pitched a story to my daughter, very talented writer, and uh, and uh, she liked it. So uh, we talked about it in June, wrote it in July, prepped it in August, shot it in September and October. Like I've never, ever put a movie together that fast. But our team in Pennsylvania was kind of like getting ready for the other movie that then we couldn't do. So we just put all of our attention, time and detail into the, the new one. So this movie, Lucky Louie, wouldn't exist if there wasn't COVID. That's what, kind of what I'm saying. It came, you know, the idea, the moment in time, everything came out of that moment in time. And, um, and it's so fun. It's that one's about a, an old retired cop who for 50 years couldn't solve a bank robbery. So he, he, he finally teams up with a forensic psychology major who pops into his life, who was assigned the case for her thesis and his Bible study, which are four ex-criminals that he arrested and rehabilitated. So they, you know, they're all criminals and she's a forensic psychologist and they all get together and they try to figure out how this robbery happened and who is responsible and whatnot. And then the town gets in, involved uh, and the town, uh, uh, you know, has like, a, I don't know if they do it up there, like a turkey trot, you know, where the whole town does a, a marathon or something. The whole town is involved in the robbing of the bank 50 years later, the fake robbing of the bank to try to figure out where the money is. <laughs> that's good. See, wow, that's, that sounds fun. That does sound is it's that, fun. If, um, people go, if you go to a generalbeast.org and you'll see right up top is a, a news article about making the Hail Mary and then scroll down and you'll see the trailer for Lucky. Is there a, a time frame for uh, it being released or is it out already? Oh yeah. I think we're going to try to get Lucky Louie out this year in October and, uh, and then uh, the Hail Mary next year, maybe around Super Bowl, maybe, you know, when you have an independent movie and I'm tr creating also now this idea that I want to self-distribute these movies into theaters. Um, so like I say to you and I say to any of your listeners, if you're in a town where there is a independently owned theater, find me, find me through the website or through you guys. And maybe there's one up there. That's what I want. We took getting Grace into a hundred theaters. You know, it just wasn't good. I'll go to a, I'll bring a great movie to a family friendly theater and, you know, we'll play and it'll be great. But if you have these things, find me and, uh, oh, yeah. And we'll try to get our movies. We, there. Get, we actually have a great, great spot here in town. It's a smaller, it's a, like a, I don't want to call it like an art house theater, but it's an independent theater. Yeah. And they're really big on showing a lot of indie films. And, and I feel like it, it would, this town would be re really, really receptive to you and that story. Oh, I highly sweet. agree. I actually, I deliver beer for the local brewery and I deliver to that theater. So oh, I will good. definitely talk to them about that. Oh, that would be a blessing to me. Please send them to the, to send them over to the website. But yeah, uh, yeah well, you know, we support it. We'll support it fully. Uh, there's a thing that we did with, we re-released Getting Grace and I, I rolled out a thing. I keep trying to do you guys, not only making your own lane, which I think was uh, crypto's uh, yeah. smart way of saying it. It's also about, how what how do I'm always about how do I punch it how do I plus it so my plus was when we took getting grace out we found a charity that aligned with the point of the movie so for instance um, 
you know, uh, in uh, say we came to your town and there was a charity that um, administered to people in prison abroad, you know, we would donate a percentage of our side of the box office to that ministry. And so we take our movie and we use it to make more giving opportunities. For getting grace, we ended up raising, I wish that we kept track, my wife and I, we think it's about $150,000 through ex external money raising for uh, grief counseling, for hospice care, using using the movie as, uh, as a, a means of getting people to think about something and giving. And you know what? Yeah, crime is bad. Criminals, uh, you know, recidivist criminals, terrible. Do, do, could we help them if we bring them faith? Maybe. Like, let's say the other stuff's not working. So maybe a little faith in God would work. You know, a little empathy for your fellow man is, which is yeah. what you get out of it. I think so, even yeah. if, even for people that aren't religious, that empathy for your fellow man is important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm, that's what's missed. Let's say I truly, that's what's missing on the internet. Yeah. There's no empathy. I agree. I, there yeah. was, I just, you know, for one brief second, I, I my, I went. It, the poster comes out, and someone says, "This, this was taken by an amateur photographer that got like we had the best European movie photographer in the world take those photos." Like, yeah. But someone like no empathy. What if that guy's mother's reading the post and is like, "You said that about my son." Like, with weird stuff. There's just it's just easy to uh, basically on the internet to shoot off your mouth without consequence. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, it. I'm not saying this in a negative way, but it's it's uh it's not the most serious film or TV show, you know. So I don't exactly know what these people are looking for, you know. Like you know, we're not right. We're not doing helter skelter and somehow like making you know making mention a uh, hero i mean i yeah. don't know and yeah. then also on top of all that 90 percent of the films and television and stuff you see is works of fiction <laughs> it's not like real life right. so you gotta separate from that and it, it'll make it even easier to not right be to digest jerk. right yeah. and as a guy who's played actual real people consistently uh we still understand that our portrayals of them are fictional portrayals of fictional instances because even if the thing really happened it, it didn't you're you're not making an exact reproduction of it because you can't because yeah. there is no exact you know even if you got everything right maybe when the guy did it he was touching his face and you have him touching his thigh you know what i mean yeah people just have to remember they're they're just actors it's it's just a movie it's not real you know like i <laughs> i even have to tell my girlfriend sometimes to loosen up because uh, i'm not going to say names of actors but you know she might not like an actor because of something that they did in a movie and like well you know they didn't do that in real life yeah. right? <laughs> so funny. there's a guy a completely nice guy but in a movie he's a scumbag and then yeah. I, I have the opposite problem when actors just yap too much and there's too much yapping. I got to be like, okay, try to forget all their dumb yapping. Just watch the movie. I don't need to yeah. see. I don't really care what actors think. See, all. that's why. That's why I am so fond of our horror community because it's not us. It's not us doing the uh, the uh, butthead stuff out there. We're we're just appreciating 
the art of most of us are just here to appreciate the art of of movies and film and you know we'll watch a go you know watch rob zombie movies but you know but we separate from that's these are fictional characters you know these aren't real people and i wonder if people yeah. know how hard it is to make a horror movie uh, it's very hard to scare people that's why yeah. in fact I think it's so hard that I am smart enough. I made a football movie. I know this much about football, just a little less than I know about. Like, a football movie is a really great football movie. And it's not really true. I don't know about football. I played football when I was younger. And my wife is a football fanatic. And my son was a great football player. So I know plenty about football. I don't know. But I'm saying I didn't have to be Joe Namath to make a good football movie. Uh, but I'd be afraid to make a horror movie because – Scaring people legit is is hard as heck. I'm I can make them laugh. I'm good at that, but scaring them heart attack. Now you know you showed us the picture of you as Dracula at a young age, and I, I I'm curious. Um, do you have any favorites uh, favorite Dracula films or or just horror movies from over the years? I mean, oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. I mean I I I consider like I think the 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 best of the best for for me uh, is Bride of Frankenstein. I think it's just the superior uh, movie. I love House of Frankenstein, House of you know, like when you're a kid or having to sell me Frankenstein, which is also another perfect movie. By the way, when I you think of perfect movies, you, the the I'm kind of glad I'm finally working for Universal because you think I'm going to say three: having to sell me Frankenstein, Jaws, Schindler's List perfect and uh yeah. they all came out of universal yeah. studios yeah 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 my dad uh showed me uh abbott costello meet frankenstein at a young age and i what? think that might have started my love of the horror comedy mix yeah. you know like yeah. that's that's got to be you know one of the first ones out there and and I've, it's I've still great today so many i've heard so many people that work in horror cite that movie as their introduction to horror yeah well because it's the first thing that your parents would say come here watch yeah. it like yeah. it's a different world shit I, guys i'm at these shows someone will say oh my no that he's he watches all the rob zombie stuff and the very first <laughs> thing i want to do is call the authorities <laughs> and this this is not good this is not good what happened to costello i my father who was uh, born in 39 so he he was uh, uh, nine when that came out. He talks about, that's like one of, he loved Abbott and Costello. And he'd say, you don't understand. We literally, the theater was packed. We would scream. We would say, no, get the, he's there. He'd say we'd hide under our seats. It was like, you know, what a blessing that would have been to see that the first time in a theater with people who had never seen it. Before. I would have loved yeah. to have had been able just been in that era when it yeah. was like that like yeah now it's just people pay their money to go in and plop in their seat eat a bunch of popcorn but we want we want that was, too frankly i don't yeah I don't of want course talking yeah no but it's it, it seemed like it was more of an event you know one thing yeah. set, if, oh if i could just say that on the monsters there was a day when uh i was in my makeup and Jeff was in his makeup and Tomas Boykin was made up as Lester and Sherry was in her makeup. And we were all just sitting on the chairs talking. 
And I, I, I was like, oh God, this is, I said, Rob, this is what it'd be like to be sitting on the set of House of Frankenstein. Like, we're just all here in our, you're like, there's Frankenstein and the Wolfman and, the, like, <laughs> you know, John Carradine, Lon Chaney, Glenn Strange, you know, uh, and uh, I mean, it was just like this great, like, because it's not just because there's Monster Squad, you know, that have all the monsters and they're, you know, what this or that. No, we're universal monsters yeah. in a universal yeah. movie. And, and we're all, so we're allowed to actually have, he can have a flat top with a scar. Yeah. And, you know, uh, everybody who bitches and moans about the, the mustache on, on, you know, forgets that, you know, the son of Dracula had a mustache that uh, when when John Carradine was Dracula, he had a mustache. Uh, the initial Vlad Tepish had a mustache. And in the novel of Dracula, Dracula had a mustache. So this surprise to people, it's quite interesting that this concept that humans have mustaches is very interesting. <laughs> what? And, and that Count Facial Dracula hair. would have yeah. a mustache has more precedent him not having a mustache in reality. I'm guessing the people that are complaining about that haven't watched a vampire movie that's older than 1990. <laughs> right, or, 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 I don't know. Well, whatever. Let's let's talk about positive things. You're, yeah, yeah. Our hour is almost up. Is there anything, don't you guys have some ridiculous question for me? Actually, me with? <laughs> actually, yeah. Did, uh, did you get to take home anything cool from set to add to your awesome collection or yes i took everything everything you could i asked for it in my contract and they said no and then i said okay that's fine but i will tell you this is what they'll be saying to me on the airplane leaving they're going to say mr roebuck can we hang up that cape for you because uh, yeah. i would have worn it home uh <laughs> yeah and anyway it's it's better it's better that it's here and not you know, not in a warehouse somewhere. Right, right. Especially as it's, it's you know, it's an ongoing project until, you know, wrapped. You never know when you're going to be called back to do it again. Right. So um, filming is still happening. Filming is, is ongoing. Okay. Ongoing project. Right. You know, how else is, other than when, when the boss says I'm done, then I'll know I'm done. So there's definitely no uh, release date yet. So then that's we just know we just know that trailer said this year it said 2022. Okay. You know we're okay. all intelligent people. Yeah. Right. There's a, there's yeah. a right time of year for yeah. yeah. If I perfect were, time. Even even if I time. If, even if I woke up out of a coma, I would look at this movie and I'd say, ah, Halloween. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's hope let's hope that no one's in a coma and that's what they're thinking. I don't know if you know or not, or if you're allowed to say, but do we? There's rumors that it was going to be going to streaming. Do we know uh, anything about that? Or I, I, I am, uh, I am. If you can't uh, say, you can't say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just there's things that I, my function as an actor does not include uh, revealing any information about that stuff. Right, it's right. not, it's not proper. I, I kind of appreciate you guys keeping this movie under wraps for the most part, it's you know, building up the, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. it's fun. Sure. Like he's, the, he's so smart with that stuff. How he, he doles out information. I, I think yeah. it's, 
I think it's ingenious. Every and couple it, it, weeks, he's just like, you know, Sandra Peterson's in it. Which Patrick's in it? You know, about Jorge Garcia. Yeah. It. Yeah. All these so things. it's good. It's really cool. Definitely. The buildup is really getting me really hyped. Really, really hyped for it. I like um, it. Yeah. So I mentioned you stealing stuff from set or borrowing stuff from set. <laughs> I don't think it was stealing. I, I, it's good that I have access to it when when they need it but it is mine like oops i forgot to take the cape <laughs> off when i went home for the day yeah um the collection that's uh yes. do you if i'm not mistaken you you show it publicly sometimes don't you oh yeah there it is oh uh oh so here's a deal about my collection i used to show it publicly i had the right. uh the dr shocker's House of Horror, which I named after my own horror host, which I, has never been on your show of horror host. Anyway. Um, we need him. We need him up on the Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he and I don't talk generally. We're not fans of each other. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's been very rude to me over the years, but um, I could maybe put you in touch with his people, and they're jerks too, but good luck. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so it did. I did. I did. I did. And then, uh, and uh, you know, crypto will appreciate this with his kids. I don't know. I didn't ask Steve if you have any kids. You have any kids? I don't. I have a dog. That's exactly. close enough, right? I still got to yeah. feed him, and yeah, yeah, sure, I think your sure, dog sure. Is still nicer to you than my kids are to me sometimes. Well, the people, the thing is, you know, when you have kids and you raise kids and you create these human beings and someone says, like, you're making a joke, but they go, I have a dog, it's the same thing. And I, I always say, no, I want to be very clear. If you raise your dog back, it, it doesn't take a gun and go into a tower or do something terrible. It's dog. So you've got to, you know, you got to keep our kids human, humble, healthy, moral, ethical. Anyway, uh, what I'm saying is, Buster was 13, my son. I'm going to knock on the door in a few moments. And, uh, you know, he had a football game and uh, I was leaving it. And my wife said, where are you going? And I said, there's somebody coming in from out of town to see the toys. And she was like, oh, well, all right. Um, and I'm driving home and I'm thinking, what an idiot. Like my toy collection represents my, let's say, five to 13-year-old self. You know it's 13 because... Right at the end of 13, I started thinking about Debbie Barrero. Like, my brain is my collection. That's my brain. But then 13 and a half, all that would be gone. And it would be a big white chiffon room with drapes blowing and flowers in vases. And uh, just a picture of Debbie Barrero uh, <laughs> there. I, I don't know what happened to Debbie Barrero. But I was to it. Um, I think they called stalking. I would ride my... My banana seat bicycle over her house and stared at it. Like she wouldn't be like, you know, what would I? Oh, I was just, uh, well, I was just driving by. Just happened to be outside your window. Yeah. (laughs) With my boombox. Right. In your, in your, with my boombox playing my say anything moment. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Um, So I I just, I thought "Ah, I'm spending way too much time on a toy collection, not enough time on A, my family. B, my career. Uh, C, uh, and I haven't made friends to collect, so we had to figure out a way to reduce the collection, keep the friends, and spend more time with my family, and then have a career. So that was probably the best move I ever made. I I probably um, 
took my, my collection down by three fourths. I kept what I loved the most, and I still have it. I'm surrounded by, say, there's the Black oh, Lagoon, yeah. and uh, we have uh, two. I have wax figures of Frankenstein, Dracula. The have all this stuff, um, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, people can see the old collection if they go to DanielRobot.com and they they find the button that says House of Horror. They can see what it looked like in its glory, in its in its ability where it was here in Burbank, and uh, they can find. And I, I got to figure out a way to get these up and on the website or something somewhere. They can find um, uh, Doctor Shocker's Vault of Horror, which included a uh, 3D glasses and a 3D tour of my collection. Uh, oh, wow. uh, they, we made Halloween the Happy Hunting of America and put it out 20 years later on a very extended DVD thing. And then followed that up about five years after with Aftershock. Now I think it's already nine years old. So are you thinking about re-releasing it? You know, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't have to re-release it because it's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it has uh, a documentary about people collect horror movies. It has uh, the short film, uh, How My Dad Killed Dracula. It has, uh, has a lot of great stuff. Yeah. See, I haven't personally haven't seen any of that. Oh, and the horror host lover or me. I need to track it down and see it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll 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 be in touch with me. We'll figure out how to get that to you. Right on. Right on. Um, I know you mentioned you have dinner planned very soon. Yes, this is so a big star like myself. I'm a I'm a I'm a huge celebrity uh, who has to beg his 24 year old son to come and have Father's Day dinner so I could pay. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. But you know, <laughs> this is going to be all of us. Uh, Crypto was saying how his dog's nicer than your kids. I mean, the fact is, Lester, you know, I'll call him and he won't call back. I text him, he don't, he won't text back, and then I send him Cats in the Cradle, and like two seconds later, he's like, what, what? <laughs> you know, he just goes, and the cats in the cradle, little boy turn to a man, and the and uh, he enters. He enters my text. Right. <laughs> uh, right, well, before we uh, wrap up with you, is there besides the monsters, of course, is there anything else interesting in the works that you want to plug or mention? Or well, I, I again, please go to atanalapiece.org. I just finished a wonderful movie called I Can, I Can. A, a young lady who is uh, half a limb on her left arm, but she's a champion softball player, and that's uh, a faith story. I'm certainly excited about that. Um, I've got a lot of I got a Wolfman werewolf movie coming up, a lot of stuff, and a lot of a uh, couple movies, Miracle in Manchester, a couple movies in the uh, in the hopper, getting ready to they're in post production and whatnot. But please, and people can follow me on Instagram, Mr. Daniel Roebuck. Daniel Roebuck and they can follow me um, on uh, Facebook and uh, I, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately and I've videotaped the traveling and you could actually see me almost die on the set <laughs> of The Fugitive. I went back to where we shot The Fugitive and then I fell down a half the mountain and almost killed myself. If, oh shit! If you, if you find him on Facebook you'll, you'll find the video and like the thumbnail of the video is Daniel the busted head so oh, yeah oh i guess that but i put the the whole video has the uh the video with the train wreck in it so i'm just trying to bring you know I, there's a lot of people who are very kind to be to be interested in what i do and i think uh you know these unique perspectives you know it's one thing to ask harrison ford about that you did or tommy Lee Jones, but you know 
they're movie stars. You know, the rest of us are just like holding on to their coattails. Yeah. Back around as fast as we, you know. You give off the vibe that you're still a fan too. Oh, I'm a huge, yeah. no, 100%. No, I was, I took, I took so much video footage on the set of the Munsters that, you know, I'm, I'm highly confident it's going to be in the making of, if there's a making of, because oh, yeah. I, I videotaped. And then I started doing interviews. I'd be, I'd be like, Mitzi, tell me about how you designed this set. Like, I would get everything that I'd want to know if I was just a fan who was watching the movie. I want to know how we got the set. Right. You know? So I shot all of it. Well, we're fans of that kind of stuff. So okay. hopefully we get to see that down, down the road. I hope so too. Yes. Very yeah. Much. Well, you guys excited. are gentlemen and thank you so much for your time and your, yes. energy, your efforts and your support. And, Likewise. Uh, you know, Likewise. let's, yeah. let's just keep the world positive and, and, you know, horror movies have been getting a bad rap for a long time, but if we're, if we're worse than Michael Myers, then what's the point? You know, let's let the monsters be on the movie screen and we should just be good humans. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, Daniel, thank you for hanging out. Thank we you really so much for being it. here with us. Thank you. God bless you both and your families and your dog. My dog. My dog <laughs> appreciates it. Um, Let him all, right. all right. Take care. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Hey, it's Sven Gooley from MeTV. You see me every Saturday night, but right now you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Don't confuse that with the Beave and Scripto show, which is Jerry Mathers talking to a pen. You might have to Google that one. Anyway, and please continue to support the horror hosts who are all out there. You know, I'm very grateful for your support and the fact that we've nationally been successful has actually shown some TV markets that there is a need for hosted horror. So it's great that we're continuing the genre and we need your support. So please keep supporting horror hosts. We thank you. I do, too. All right, we are back. That was a good talk with him. He's a good guy, um, like a genuinely good dude. He had a lot of nice things to say. It was kind of cool. I was just kind of feeling the how it kind of went from we were trying to pry for monster stuff, and we kind of instead we ended up talking about just not being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, which is good. I like that. We need more of that. We yeah. need more people with that that uh, mindset. Monstra. Yeah, yeah, it's a good mindset. So, Danny, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you very much. We yeah. we had a great time talking with him. Like, oh yeah, I mean, he he really uh, it felt natural, and it it kind of felt like we got a little bit more time with him than we expected to get. Oh, you for know, sure. for sure, which is really nice. So, um, and even even after know, we talked, he he introduced us to his kid and. Chad with him for a minute. That. Yeah. 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 So he welcomed know, he, us with open arms into his home. Yeah. Via Zoom. It was kind of funny. His, uh, you know, earlier in the conversation, he mentioned something about his son and and how he doesn't always respond to his text messages right yeah, away. The struggle and, for attention. Yeah. And yeah. So then later, you know, his son comes in and we meet him and he says hello. And his son was like, uh, you know, he's like, I love working with my dad. He's like, I just wish I'd get more speaking parts in those movies. And I was like, well, maybe if you'd respond to your dad's yeah. text messages once in a while, he'd give you a better role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but good. yeah, we really, again, just 
thank you, Dan, for coming on, talking with us. And we are very excited to watch the new movie, to watch the monsters. Um, I've been watching old reruns at night before I go to sleep, you know, just to kind of get in the mood. Why not? No, No reason not to. Um, yeah. So again, thanks. By the time, uh, people listen to this episode i believe the trailer for halloween ends should have dropped oh okay so that's cool that's another exciting thing that we'll probably talk about next week but right now sometime this week you guys need to message me or him and give us the answer to this trivia question we're making them easy so there's no reason not to but Let's uh, you guys know what to do. Message him or me. Tell us the answer. Even the past trivia questions. Tell us the answer. We want to send you guys like some show stickers and stuff, and put your name in the drawing for something even cooler. Maybe like, even send you one of those brand new fancy pins we just got. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. if they even take the time <laughs> and yeah. uh, do this. But let's shoot that question at him. Let's not shoot anything at anybody, but let's uh, <laughs> deliver the question, sir. Yes, let me recite the words that form in a together. non-threatening way. Yeah, form together to create a question about the genre known as horror, fictional horror. Yeah. Um. Boo. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um. So, okay, you guys ready? Are you ready? I guess so. Crypto's ready. <laughs> okay. What is the name of the horror film magazine that debuted in 1979 and returned to print in 2018? Now, I think people that follow me on social media might be able to get this one pretty easily. I will say, will I have say. seen, I have seen your your posts about this particular magazine. Yeah, so yeah, I recently became an uh, affiliate or ambassador, or whatever, for this magazine. Um, and actually, if you find my links on the social media, you could use them and buy merch and magazines and subscriptions and stuff from this company and get like a super discount. And if you guys do it, I mean, not going to lie, I get rewarded too. And pretty soon crypto should have his account set up too. Hopefully. Yep. I am an ambassador as well. I just need to continue with setting everything up. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Again, what is the name of the horror film magazine that debuted in 1979 and returned to print in 2018? So you guys should know this. Get on it. I'll give you a little clue. I just gave them the (laughs) ultimate clue. Like They can literally open my profile and see, boom, right there in their face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, for anybody who actually knows me and I, I mean, I guess you could say I have a tattoo of Chucky holding this particular magazine. Uh, if you've ever holding? seen, yes, he is. Uh, if you've ever seen, 
Okay. If you've ever seen that tattoo of mine, then maybe that'll give you the answer. There's another mm. little, another clue right there. there um, I will also say this company should have never even taken a break. Uh, just as badass as they are, you know, they're, yeah. they're a great company. They are. They are. They put out a good magazine for modern horror. Lots of behind the scenes and interviews and great articles and, uh, yeah, I, I like looking forward to seeing uh, the stuff that Darcy the male girl is writing for them. She's writing good stuff. Uh, our friend TJ Tranchel, who's actually working on a couple really cool books right now. We'll get him back on here, actually, to tell us about him soon. Uh, he actually wrote an article for them in the last That's right. couple issues. Last issue, I think. But... Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of cool seeing our uh, our homies being published in these great magazines. Yeah, yeah. I was going to throw in real quick. Speaking of magazine issues, um, anyone listening, uh, if you're into classic horror and you are a reader and you enjoy picking up magazines. Um, we have been featured in a couple issues of Scary Monsters magazine already. Just, you know, have a little ad in there for us. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, those are out there. It might even be more coming in there pretty soon. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that and... Uh, you know, since we're talking magazines, uh, check out our buddies down in Portland. They're, they're a stable spine fanzine. It's a great horror magazine. Uh, it has awesome horror comic reviews, which is what I really look forward to in that book. Uh, check them out. Track them down. Uh, if I remember, I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the show notes to them. I believe our friend Craig Sawyer might be doing something with them real yeah. soon. Yeah, I think their yeah. next issue is going to be an interview with him, which I introduced those guys. So that's cool to see. And and I've yeah, been, we've been talking with the guys from Stable Spine about doing some crossover stuff, and maybe uh, we might feature them on here soon too. I think you guys yeah. will really dig it. It's a cool old school zine that that you guys should uh, check out. So yeah, I'll, I'll remember. Don't yeah. let me forget to put the link in this this episode notes. Okay. All right. But yeah, shout out both to uh, Stable oh. Spine, Craig Sawyer. Yeah. Them. Go check uh, them out. Check out Scary Monsters. Check out that other horror magazine that I'm not going to name because they're the answer to a trivia question. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, that was a good episode, man. Uh, yeah. Danny Roebuck was awesome. I'm excited for the Monsters movie, which we'll definitely discuss next week no matter what um, yeah you're gonna have to come over and have a movie night let's make a list we'll make a list of uh stuff that's supposed to be coming this halloween season to to uh talk about next week yeah that could be interesting and i know everybody's excited and has been waiting for uh any news or info about the halloween episode which we are just getting started planning that and it's going to be good. And if I did the math, right, 
our Halloween episode should be our huge milestone episode 100. So that's kind of exciting how that worked out. And that was like unintentional from, you know, initially, but it's yeah. I mean, worked we out just took, right. We took a little COVID break yeah. and it still is working out to be episode 100. I think so. Hopefully I'm not a liar, but it'll be pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have to take, maybe we'll have to take another break or pump out two episodes in one week just so we can make Halloween episode 100, but. We're getting there. It'll be good. So anyways, if, um, if it's not the Halloween episode, then we'll just make some silly excuse about how like Halloween is every day at the Steven Crypto show. And you know, mm-hmm. it'll become the Halloween episode, even if it is in November. Either way, if it's Halloween is not episode 100, it's going to be around episode 100. And maybe it'll be the week after. If it's the week after, it'll be two straight weeks of like big big deal exciting celebration but anyways um <laughs> make sure you guys go check us out uh jump on our patreon pledge whatever you can there it really helps the show gets us advertising gets us upgrading stuff uh buy me a coffee same deal whatever you can kick in it's like tipping us do a little something there uh if you want some merch for your third favorite podcast, head over to Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto Merch. Also, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts, you know, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, if there's a way that you can leave a review for our show, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, as Steve said earlier, not all apps will allow you to do so, but I'm pretty sure Apple Podcasts will at least. So feel free to jump in there and throw in a quick little message about how you like the show. Yeah. Mention your favorite show, you know, and if you do, uh, if you're okay with it, leave a post your, like your Instagram handle or something in there and we'll give you a shout out on there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll share it and post it on Instagram, wherever. Just make sure we know where we can find you or send one of us a screenshot or something. And we'll give you a shout out and maybe we'll get you two new followers because we're just that damn popular <laughs> i tell you what man we keep having guests like like daniel roebuck and uh we're gonna become their second favorite podcast we just might <laughs> we're gonna move up we're gonna move up like george and wheezy we might be moving on up we'll see right. anyways okay follow us on social media he's crypto zoo 88 um the steve strout and I think that's about it for this week. We'll be back next week for 86. Um, I'm not going to rhyme six with anything because the first word that comes to mind is inappropriate. And I don't want <laughs> Anyways. Like our show hasn't been inappropriate for 85 episodes. No. You're going to be cool now. You're going to try yeah. to be mature We're, now. We that- just had a great conversation with a great man who taught us some life lessons and taught us some good words of, and I'm a better person now after listening <laughs> and talking with yeah. him. So yeah, yeah so you know, I'm not going to rhyme 86 with our dicks or anything. I would never I do that gonna, again. I was just going to say, get your kicks on 86. I mean, God, you're, of oh. course you had to take it into a uh, gross direction. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, some people get their kicks in weird ways. So, <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, I'm Steve. I'm Crypto Sue. See you know. Week. No. Okay. Yeah, you we got don't, something we don't else. Really know. Well, I mean, shit. We just talked to Dangle Robuck. I don't really know what else we can say to 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 end this other than that. That's watch watch the monsters when it comes out. Yeah. That's... I'm sorry. I guess I'm still like kind of starstruck, you know. Like, but... you know, I was at first. I was super nervous, but he made me feel like talking to an old friend, which was cool. I liked that. Yeah. Who knows what kind of shenanigans we'll have on the next episode? The next episode of the Steve and Crypto Show, which we have been and we will be again next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>